Okay, guys, everybody have a, a great night last night. Anybody got a hangover this morning? <laughs> well, today on the Five Property Show, it's 9.30 Saturday morning. We're going to be talking about it. Love at first sight. No, I'm not talking about that first sight of the person that you love just now. It's how to make your five home irresistible to buyers. So on the show today, I've got Jimmy and Alicia. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Fine. Thank you. Did you have a great new year? Did you have a great night? Are you all, are you all ready and up and going and all the rest of it? Nobody got any hangovers? No, I was oh. well behaved. <laughs> Same as I me. See, I'm always well behaved. Didn't drink. I didn't need to worry about these things. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bonus that you have. Uh, years ago, I'd be sitting looking at this watch myself going, are you nuts? <laughs> what do you mean you didn't drink? Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> but, but if I'd known what I know now, <laughs> I would have stopped it years ago. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about love at first sight. And as I said, it's not that kind of love with that person that you first met. It's how to make your Fife home irresistible to buyers. Uh, believe it or not, you know this expression about you never get a first chance, you know, you never get an initial chance to get, make a first impression, a good second first impression. Chance to make a yeah, first you never impression. get a second chance to make a good first impression. Well, guess what? You do. And we're going to talk about it today. Actually, you do get a second chance to make a good first impression because there's many ways of doing this when you list a property for sale, and we use these techniques all the time. So if you're planning to move this, this year, because we can call it this year now, I mean, I wrote this article last year, um, which was literally yesterday. Um, you had these clothes on last year. Everyone ever used that one before? <laughs> all right, okay. I'm here all week. Try the fish. Um, if you if you are, you'll probably be thinking about getting ready for viewings and how to help buyers fall in love with your home. Okay, getting the highest possible price in the shortest period of time uh, is mostly a matter of setting the scene. Um, and the festive break provides a perfect moment to step back and for a fresh look at where you live. Uh, buyers get several introductions to your home. This is the key here. This is what we talked about. You do get a second chance to make a first impression because buyers do get several introductions to your home in various different ways. Some will see online adverts. Others might call in for the because uh, they see the for sale sign. Uh, later on, there are those first moments when they step inside your home. That's another first introduction and how your room looks and how you how the how they feel on the viewings. Uh, you've got social media as well. The first time they see that on social media for the first time. So it's a combination of websites, social media. So it doesn't mean to say that everybody's going to see everything at the same point in time and they're all going to see that one thing. So if you do a launch in social media and it doesn't go according to plan, guess what? You've still got the website. So if that doesn't go according to plan, guess what? You've still got the database that the state agent goes. And guess what? You've still got other methods as well. Like people see the for sale board for the first time because they're driving past. Point of readiness. They see the for sale board, maybe not the day before, but they'll maybe see it the next day because it's the point of readiness of when they're ready to buy. Because people make decisions every single day to buy a house in Fife. So it's all about that point of readiness. That's why they'll see your house at that point in time, because they're in the zone. Look at the classic example. When you bought your new car, you never thought anybody else had the same type of car. And then you went yeah. outside and you realised that everybody else has got the same car as you. <laughs> it's like, and it's because you bought that type of car, and then suddenly you were looking for everybody else to be the same as you. It's a normal human trait. It's, it's, it, and you're in the zone as a result of that. Um, so later on, it's all these first moments and all the rest of it to take that look and buy an introduction to your home, the online adverts, as I said. With that in mind, what we're going to talk about today is how to make take that every opportunity and make every opportunity count. And we'll follow each step the buyer takes in getting to know your home so they can hit them, so you can hit the market in style for a successful move in 2022. What is the first thing we have to think about, Alicia? Making your home presentable tidiness. I would say the look of love. <laughs> is that oh, an ABC that? song? To quote, that's, to quote Chris song, oh, that's from the album Let's Can Have Love. That's shown my age now. Um, uh, most buyers see a parade of homes, and when they view one that they feel is truly, truly valued um, by its owner, they, they pick up on that vibe straight away, don't they? Yeah, I would say a lot of people now, especially um, when a lot of a, a lot of people moving right now, 
a lot of people now like to have something that other people don't have like you say about the car jim um so if you can make it obviously clean tidy presentable but different in a way without doing too much to it and obviously breaking the bank i think it really makes your property stand out and, and sets you apart from everybody else like a lot of people that tart up their properties to sale i would say normally right now the common thing is white walls and gray white and gray isn't it that's the most common thing but if you can make it a little bit more different quirky character it can really set you apart yeah so before you order that for sale board let's get everything sparkling styled and spruced up to perfection let's talk about style what's the things about what things about style what is the things that you could be looking at in terms of style i mean mess is distracting strangely compelling it hogs all the attention and makes the rooms look small it could leave your home looking in poor value among the competition um, and these simple tasks. So what are the simple tasks, Alicia, that they can keep uh, well ready for your viewings every day and keep your keep your morning routine clear? I mean, what are the simple tasks you could be doing? Do the washing up. Yep. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's loads, you know, put the toys away. Get rid of all the paperwork that you have lying around the house. Yeah. There's tons of it. Um, go on, Jimmy. What do you do? What would you do? For me, I would probably say it's um, emptying bins and uh, laundry would probably be another one, as I see a lot of as well. I tell you what, there's an amazing amount of people that actually just leave their socks lying about and stuff like that. I mean, I've had worse, like, <laughs> and, I, and I've genuinely had to pick it up or push it under the bed so nobody would see it. Um, because it, it, I knew it would put the viewer off straight away. So I've I've gone and tidied a house top to bottom when I've turned up maybe 20 minutes earlier uh, to make sure that's all right. I mean, a bonus tip here, buyers will recognise and remember your home easier when your rooms look in the same person as they actually do online. So if you're planning to on moving or removing furniture, do it before uh, your photos are taken. So make sure it's exactly what you see on the tin. Um, I've had it before, and um, when people come round and say, and, and it's not our houses to do that way, believe it or not, they actually say, I, I kind of, you know, you. I've often, often had the, the, the. Um, I would say, I would say, I've often had the praise, you know, where somebody's come round and says, actually, this actually looks like the photographs that you've taken online, and and, yeah. and the property I've been to before with another agent is actually nothing like the property, the, the photos I saw online. Um, I've often had that. So it is one thing that will get a buyer bent out of shape, isn't it? It's like, you know, they'll just get a wee bit annoyed about it. And and it just it's just another thing to frustrate the sale, isn't it? Yeah, I have that quite a lot actually. Um when I when I meet people, they say I if they're coming on for sale, I'll ask them, try and get a feel of what they're looking for, and I ask them what they've viewed so I can get an idea. It gives me a good picture of it. And they say, oh, I've seen yeah. this, but it was this was wrong, this was wrong, and didn't nothing like the pictures but i think that's where we have the advantage with we've got a photographer that takes professional and takes amazing photos but also our video walkthroughs panning around yeah. the rooms sometimes we even pace out if it's a big garden and stuff like that so you get real life feedback not just a computer feedback this is human Mm -hmm. touch and feel when we're doing our video walkthroughs, which stands us apart, I think. Yeah, but, but but sparkles as well. I mean, the sparkle is a classic example as well. The rooms can smell and look clean. Uh, they actually suggest, a, a, you know, proud owners. They actually suggest that somebody actually looks after you and it gives that potential buyer more confidence in making an offer. Um, how, does, how does your home score? I mean, what's the things that we need to look at in terms of the sparkle? I mean, you know, what, what would we look at? I would say, well, go on, Alicia, what would you say? Well, I was going to say clean your windows. Um, yeah. Because especially since, you know, we take the time and effort to make sure that those photos that we were talking about earlier are always taken on a good day to allow for the best natural light. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it, it, it's a bit of a problem if later on there's a, a, a centimetre of grime on your windows and it looks dark inside I'll your house. I'll tell you what, Alicia, you've hit the nail on the head. See the amount of times that I've gone round to a house, you know, and, and, and they've said, and look at that wonderful view. And and all I could see is a dirty window. And, <laughs> I kinda, and the first thing I say to them is, like, I would probably get that cleaned. Uh, now, give them their due, you know, as the fact that 
the stay in an area where there's lots and lots of uh, maybe maybe wind and 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 sea uh, spray and everything like that. So literally, some people actually come back and say, "Well, I actually got it done two days ago." Um, so <laughs> I, I, okay, well, make sure you just keep on top of it. Um, if you live next door to a busy road, and especially at times of years like this, where you've got all the grit and the grime, and you've got all the, the you've got the gritters out, and then you get the water that comes in, um, and then it sprays it all up on the windows, and you get that spray, and it covers all your all your windows as well. Make sure you clean them as well every single time. It is a big big thing, isn't it? It just puts a lot of people off. Yeah, I think if it's clean tight, if it's clean and tidy, and you can smell the freshness. I think that tells people how much pride you do take in your home and how much you love staying there and how much yeah. you do enjoy staying there when they see how well you look after things. So it literally is things like what vacuuming, dusty surfaces, cleaning yeah. worktops, hob sinks. Oh, hobs are classic, eh? It's amazing the amount of times that people just leave it to build up. Uh, and, and and you look at it and you think, oh, no. Because, I mean, the kitchen looks brand new, but then you look at the hob and you think, oh, no, you're joking. Uh, top tip for stainless steel. Um, if you're having problems getting stainless steel looking sparkling, just take some kitchen roll, some baby oil, just a wee amount of baby oil, clean your top, uh, rub it on your, your stainless steel fixtures, and you'll take all the, all the marks away, and it'll look pristine. It actually looks pristine. That's a cleaner's tip from years and years ago of doing the uh, <laughs> doing property refurbs. It's just a, it's a simple thing, but I tell you what, and plus the fact as well, when people smell baby oil, what does it connect with? Joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. sure and they don't even know what's happening. It's, it's <laughs> the, the, the the thought process actually feel a lot a lot happier about it, but they don't know why they feel happier, and it's because they actually smell that. Um, so it's all these emotive things as well that you can do in terms of doing that and, and gleaming taps, accessories, anything you can do as well. Looking good or room for improvement, that's really what it comes down to. What is the next thing that we can do in that process then? Oh, uh, I guess you just make sure that everything is smelling nice. Um, yeah. You know, they say that bathrooms and kitchens sell houses. Well, they can also lose you the sale as well. So make sure that the the bathroom and you know what you were saying about the the baby oil on on stainless steel. If your taps, it takes two minutes. Give your taps a wee polish, mm. and the whole place starts to sparkle and shine. A little bit of of something nice, a diffuser to make the place smell nice, or even if it's coffee or cakes, that's a bit, bit predictable nowadays. But make it smell like you want to live there you know it's taking a look it's taking a good look at your your decoration as well it's amazing the amount of people actually just you don't realize over time that things like your wallpaper gets that wee let you know lips they get the wee lips and all the rest of it and all it takes is just a wee bit of paste at the back of it with a, with a, with a, 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 a craft knife and then just stick it back down and give it a wipe mm -hmm. and and then just make it look into place um as well as you've got i mean there's no much you can do about it but sometimes people have, have cats or dogs and they scratch at the furniture or they scratch at the corner of their their um, their walls. Um, maybe even actually think about putting a protector on there. It's better it's better putting a protector on the corner of the wall than actually leaving all the scratch marks there. Um, that's, that's what I would think. It's maybe even better if you've got a really poor door, either replace it or put a bit of panelling on it and then paint it. Um, just to cover that all that that these scratches. That's another thing you can do in terms of doing it. Uh, take a really good look at your fixtures, your fittings, your decoration. Um, again, unfinished wobbly furniture. Another classic loose example. Screws. Yeah, I, anything uh, with a loose screw. Bet your life that your viewer will find the one thing, the one handrail, the one chair, the one thing in your house that's a wee bit wobbly. Handle, comes, handle comes off in your hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and then the person says, "Oh, I was thinking about, I was, I was meaning to fix that," and I'm like, "Oh, no, you should have fixed that way before then." So these are all the things that actually we go around and actually look at when we're going around because there's often some somebody says, "Right, I'm ready to sell." Um, right, okay, let's take a walk around and make sure everything's in place first. Make sure I get the right vibe for your house. Make sure I can give you the recommendations of what to do and what not to do. It's often that some people will actually say to me. I'm going to change the kitchen. And I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Yeah. You don't need to change the kitchen. The kitchen's fine. Um, you, the rest of your house is needing completely gutted anyway. So <laughs> changing the kitchen is not going to make any difference. 
Um, yeah. And that's actually one that we've got coming on the now. It will take a lot of money to actually really improve it. They know that anyway. Um, and I said, look, don't change anything. Just clear it out, empty shell, renovation project, and that'll be coming on soon and, and sell a dike. So watch out for that one, folks. Uh, that'll be coming on the next week. <laughs> uh, so a good estate will make helpful recommendations over what to prioritise. So remember to show them the list when you invite them round in that process. Um, Optimising online adverts. Nine times out of ten, potential buyer's first impression of your home will definitely be online and probably on their phone as well. This is key for everything. If you do not have an agent, it actually adapts everything to a phone because 60 to 70% of your market are watching on here. Having a wee tiny screen here to show uh, and, and what is that, because everybody holds their phone like that, so they don't turn it like that, really. They just put it like that. So they'll just see a square, whereas that's why we record in full-blown like that when we go around the property for that very reason. So they don't need to adapt and change. And they see the full property in there as well. But that's why we do talk-ups. So talk-ups are designed. It's equivalent to silent movies to talking pictures. People will engage more with a talk-up. So making sure... Your, people are, when they're on their phone, so photos are hugely important and how you can catch somebody's eye and stop them scrolling by. This is essential. If you can fill this completely rather than actually being a tiny wee thing on social media, a block, and you've got top and bottom where there's opportunities for somebody to jump in and steal their steal your thunder effectively because you're, you're in a list of everybody else trying to get information and trying to get their attention to stay on your property. But if you surround this whole screen, with your property, which is what we do, then you've got a captive audience straight away. So get your photos right as a team effort for you, your agent, let them know you have a favourite angle in a particular room. If you if you think that works for you and you've got a favourite angle in a particular room, then please, by all means, tell your estate agent that. Um, that's definitely one of the key things. Whether it's a street view or a wonderful living space, you should always lead with the biggest and best shot. Keep the arty close-ups for later in the image gallery. Um, it's that you only see one photograph on here at a time, don't you? Yeah. And that's effectively it. So it's got to be a it's got to be a winner from the off. It's it's got to be something that's going to be compelling enough to actually get you to click through. Hence the reason why we use video. Because video will get you to click through more than it does pictures. Uh, pictures can come later on the actual listen when they click through for the link. Uh, the video is more engaging in the process, plus you get pushed out to a wider audience on a social reach because you get rewarded for using video on these platforms. Then you get downgraded for using photographs. So it's a big, big thing about using video. Um, 10-point photography checklist to ensure that your online advert truly stands out from the crowd. Let's give them 10 points. Jimmy, what's your thoughts on the 10 points? What ones can you think of? Oh, I would say um, open curtains to fully expose the windows and natural light that's perfect key. excellent one alicia what about you uh, likewise on windows make sure that all your blinds are at the same level yeah i would say things like couches plump up the cushions and stuff like that mm -hmm. that's a good one jimmy i would say um poor laundry back laundry in the baskets as we've already said so like clothes in the wardrobe towels and robes on the hooks yeah. or if you can get to, if you can get your world wardrobe like, sorry your robes or your dressing gowns away as well that would be great because if you have have them all hanging on the backs of doors then sometimes it just counts up the room a little bit so if you need to chuck it, it does, in wardrobe, yeah. i tell then, you what as well though when you have them hanging in the back of the door and you have your whole wardrobe hanging in the back of the door you struggle to actually close the you struggle to open the door and yeah, you often so struggle to actually close a cupboard door um, so when you actually open the cupboard door, you end up struggling to close it again, and it's kind of off-putting for the person in there because it keeps opening up again. So I would I would actually go a wee bit further and say make sure that's all under control. Um, yeah. Make beds and pillows. Big thing for me, creases in bed covers. Oh, geez, it's just a, oh, how could somebody not make their bed? Uh, and I, can, I know for people that's lived in, but remember, I am 25% of the audience because um, there's four different audience types in the process. There's four different people types. 
and I am 25% of that. The 75% will be fine with that, but there's 25% of your audience that won't be fine with that. And the key is to actually tick the boxes of all four groups so you can have the best start to your property. So clear away any unglamorous kitchen or bathroom products. Uh, probably a classic is things like, oh, um, domestic bleach bottles. Just stick them a wee bit more behind the behind the stack on the at the um or or put them in the cupboards. Um, what else have we got, Alicia? Uh, declutter all the surfaces, uh, mm -hmm. your tables, worktops. Get your desks free of excess clutter. Maybe especially with worktops, keep out some chosen, well chosen lifestyle accessories that just give. I uh, like um, maybe coffee coffee machines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, coffee machines and, and, and some, you know, exclusive product. What other ones have we got? Um, juicers? juicers? Yeah, juicers. juicers would be a good one as well. Eh? So there's a lot of other things as well. Um, Jimmy, what other, you know, other things that you're thinking of? I would say, for me, show as much sort of like of the floor as possible. So you're just yeah. showing, the floor, showing the floor space of the property um, and try and get like... Like for myself and my property in the lounge, we still have quite a bit of Zara's toys in here. But if I was coming to sell, I'll probably put most of them in our room, so it's showing the size of the of the lounge lounge diner that we have. I um, think maybe get a big toy basket so you can just chuck them all in and maybe chuck it at the back of the couch. Yeah, we we would. But to be honest, if I was selling my house, I'd probably we got a enormous sofa. I'd probably take even away one of the uh, it's a corner sofa. I'd take one away one of the way of the um, pieces um, because it's that it takes up quite a lot of of the room and and put it somewhere else if I if I could um, but just showing maximizing the floor space because I think most people right now are looking for more space so it's key to show that uh, space is a big big thing and and where yeah. people can see where they can actually put all their furniture is a big thing as well isn't it um, yeah. I would actually I I, I I I like when I walk into a room and possibly it's got, um, I mean, a lot of people like fireplaces, but sometimes I don't like the freestanding ones. Um, yeah. I think it's actually better to actually take that away. If it looks the, if it looks right, um, then just take that away and actually, because it gives people more options about where they can put their furniture on the walls. Whereas if you put a freestanding one there, it completely obliterates that wall. Um, yeah. So it takes more explaining to do. Um, it might look the part, um, but it's just, but it's just another thought on what you could do. I'm not saying do it for definite. I'm just saying it is a, a thought on what you could do. Uh, probably okay. phone chargers, phone chargers as well, cables, um, extension cables are classic, isn't it? In bedrooms yeah. and stuff like that. Home <laughs> offices, um, you know, all these different things. But everybody working from home now. I mean, you know, walk into one of my rooms and you've got light and you've got green screens, you've got cables everywhere. Um, this is literally. Um, Literally, this is a newsroom, but I tell you what, it's a midden as well. <laughs> what that does is, Jim, what that does is tell the buyer that there aren't enough plug sockets yeah. in your house. You know, you, you don't want to be telling your buyers that, so get rid of all the extension cables, um, and that way it will probably never enter someone's head. Yeah, and probably finally just vacuum dust before the photos are taken and regularly afterwards, I suppose. Um I mean, it's not the end of the world. I see it a lot of people because they say, oh, I've no dust in my house. And I'm like, well, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to see it in a photograph. Um, yeah. But just make sure the main things are out that you can't see. Um, if worst comes to worst, um, if there is something that you need to move, but you can't move it just now, we can edit that out in the process um, and actually take that out on, on in the short term and, and it, because it is a movable item. Um, if it's a fixture, you can't edit that out. But if it's a movable item, you can edit out the photograph and, uh, and you can move it later. That's that's what I would say. So taking care of all these little details makes a massive difference in turning the average photograph into a completely resting one. It's something that's going to stop someone in their tracks and think, wow, I need to go and see that house. Remember, the object of the exercise of the photographs, the object of the exercise of the video is to get somebody to inquire or click through the, to the next stage. It's not to get them to buy your house there and then. Now, I'll, I'll qualify that by saying often we've actually got people to buy their house there and then <laughs> without walking in the door. <laughs> and then it's gone through perfectly well. And they just they walked in the door when they got the keys. Um, and that does happen now for us because the way we do things. Because literally a lot of people actually say what we're doing is we're, we're taking them, we're taking them, they're doing the walkthrough as they would do it themselves. 
in a first-person perspective, more or less. I had a viewing on Wednesday, on Wednesday with a with a lady. She we sold a property very close by to the one that she was viewing, and she said, "Oh, I noticed you sold that one. How long did that take to sell?" I said, oh, an hour." And she said, "An hour?" I said, "Yeah, he didn't seen the photos, seen our video, seen the drone footage, and that was enough for them, and that was it." And literally just bought it there and then. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, Creel, the one yes. in Creel. Yeah. <laughs> And, and effectively, yes, that can absolutely do it. If you if you get all the marketing right and get everything done right, um, I think the next one has got to be Kerb Appeal, isn't it? It's everything. First, I mean, that is that is the ultimate first impression, isn't it? You know, when you walk to the door and you see the Kerb Appeal. Um, so what, what are the things that we can do to, to make Kerb Appeal better? Tidy your front garden, if you have a front garden. Yeah, hmm. yeah I think... Um... For for curb appeal, the first of all, first of all is getting the um, the front external sorted because a lot of people will be doing a drive by, and a lot of people's first time seeing your property may be doing, as I said, a drive by or on the off chance of driving through the area. So yeah, the whole the whole front external should be should be tidy. Yeah. I mean, this is this is key. Why and and some people actually says I don't want a for sale board, but the reality is that actually that's the first time they've actually seen the houses up for sale, and then that leads them onto the internet. But all as well when they see it on social media and they actually see it on the internet, then they drive round to see if they can find the for sale board to see where the property is first to check out the area before they even inquire. So if the for sale board doesn't up, guess what? Some of them actually just turn around and think it's no, it's no for sale. And yeah. they're, they're maybe mistaken, or they maybe just can't find it, and they don't. They're too embarrassed to actually inquire in case they're wrong, and uh, and and that's why they never inquire. So that's why it's key as well to have the for sale board up there. So remember that someone could be calling us after seeing a for sale sign. They could be driving around to check the location after seeing the external photographs. They could be arriving for a viewing. So curb appeal is important that way. They could be taking one last look even after they've viewed. So they can drive around again and take one last look. So it's really important to make most of these moments. Um, however, some experiences outside your home, and one thing is sure, they'll linger, and I mean really do, and that means scrutiny in the whole process. Now, what I'm meaning is like external repairs can feel a lot like work and expense to buyers, but they're mostly simple to attend when putting your home up for sale. So check for flake and paintwork, uh, timber or render hanging off, Classic example is the rendering upside, you know, the skews on your on your roof as well. Some people actually see that. You've got vegetation growing at your gutter is another one. Uh, you've got slip roof tiles or slates. Um, so make sure as well, paths, jet wash paths, good idea. Yeah. yeah right. I would say when you have your, your, your slabbed area and your stone chipped area, make sure that all the stone chips are actually on the stone chips and not makes your foot in a bit unwonky. No, that's why I don't really like that. I have that on my own yeah. drive. Freshen up a good one as well. Freshen up your stone chips is actually just to get a bag of new stone chips and mix them in with the old ones. Um, so yeah. that's a really good option as well, um, just to freshen them up without actually renewing them all. So it just gives out a, a wee bit of freshness because you know yourself they sink into the earth um, over a period of time, and the, and the, and then you get all the moss growing about it. So that sort of thing as well. Um, the flake and paint work definitely do something about, um, and the render, um, freshly painted front door is a really good one. Um, I would say um, seasonal flowers. How are we going to sort that with, with this period of year? Because a lot of people actually say, I'm no selling my house till summer because I want the garden in full bloom. <laughs> does that make a difference anymore? <laughs> I think it does I have a, make a little difference. But actually, you can get around with that with pots. Just go mm -hmm. to the garden centre and just get a few pots geraniums flower all year round just yeah. stick them outside your door and you've got that beautiful splash of bright color it's not expensive yeah. you could even use fake ones to be honest seasonal yeah. fake ones at that time of year you've got and you've also got seasonal types of flowers as well which actually fall in with the area i mean the difficulty is if, if, if you try to put too much flowers and they're not seasonal to what you've got your house is going to look out of place on the internet and people are actually going to get the impression that your house is still been on the market since last summer yeah so you've got to be careful of that so you've got to make sure that you take the right advice and you fit in with that sort of genre and um, remember waiting as well till summer 
is not sometimes the ideal situation because your buyer is out there now waiting to buy your house. So if you're hoping they're going to wait the next six months to buy your house, that's probably not going to happen. And in no. the next six months, things could change. And especially if you're needing to move right now, you shouldn't have then put yourself under pressure by waiting six months and then having to move and you're forced to move. Because the last thing you want is actually a buyer coming along and it's the only buyer It's making you an offer which you don't really want to accept, but you have no other choice because you've put yourself in that position. So probably the advice out of that is what? Negotiate a longer entry date. Yeah, 100%. And I would say doing it at this time of year when there's less properties available, yeah. that's when you're going to have the best chance to do that. It's a, it's a, I tell you what, it's a, it's a seller's market, isn't it? It's they could, they could basically ask for anything at this point in time, and we have managed to do that on occasions. The best one we've got is the twelve month entry date, the ten thousand deposit, and the concluded missives as well, all at the same time. And that was just, that just, that was all as a result of the restriction of supply, and they definitely wanted that house, and they were quite happy to wait for that process. If you think about it as well, is a lot of people are actually sitting in the class example. We were on a show previously in the week, um, and she had actually said, I'm sitting and renting accommodation. Mm-hmm. If she's sitting and rent, if they're sitting and renting accommodation, they'll, they'll be more than happy to wait for you to then find your dream house, so then to move on, but do the deal, because they've got certainty they've got somewhere else to go. Yeah. That's, I, think that's, I think that's key in this process, um, to understand that you'll never be in a position, and I keep saying it every single time, you'll never be in a position where you'll be left homeless. It's practically impossible. It's within your remit every single time. Exactly right. I wish people would listen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and But if we keep saying that all the time. Eventually, at some point in time, people will begin to listen because it's their point of readiness and their point in time. I think that's the most important thing. I mean, yeah. we hear it and we say it to ourselves time and time again, and it, be- it becomes monotonous. But the reality is we need to keep beating that drum all the time because maybe someone out there is hearing this for the first time or yeah, it's the of point course. of readiness for the first time and they still need to hear it as a result. Next one, make your viewers welcome. So what can we do here, Alicia? Make sure that there's nothing that they're going to trip over from the second they come in the front door. So clear that away and make some hook space for them to hang up their coats on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy, what about you? Yeah, I would say say that. And I would say it would also be if it's the if it's the seller themselves conducting the viewing or, or the agent, make them feel welcome. Obviously, probably not best to shake hands right now, but a warm hello and how's your day been? A nice drive. Just make some general chit-chat to get the conversation yeah. flowing. Try and get the, the viewer to give their guard down, get them to open up and feel comfortable like it's their own home they're viewing would be, would be the best thing. Um, and then after that would obviously be what Alicia's saying and let them feel welcome and make it an easy process for them here's my biggest one when you walk in the door stinky shoes (laughs) it's amazing the amount of times that the trainers are lying at the front door from the kids and they're absolutely bogging literally (laughs) and so it's the best thing is to get them get them locked up somewhere get rid of them somewhere and and then then go out there and do that so definitely i would say Stinky shoes is a big one. Um, you can, I mean, you could eliminate them by putting them up on shoe racks, but if you've got smelly shoes, then get rid of them. I think you've got to be honest about that. Now, you might be what in the advertising sense nose blind, so prepare for honesty from your agent when you ask them. Yeah, now, they're would, um, nice enough, they'll say, Would you like me to sugarcoat it, or would you like to go around the houses to tell you? <laughs> and at that point, you just say, Look, just give me it on the chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I'm, I would agree with you, but I did a viewings on on Wednesday. Um, probably have on the market Bo Bo Butts in Crail. You walk through the door there, and there's this nice entrance vestibule. You open the open the wardrobe cupboard on the left hand side, and you just see all these clothes there, and loads of spaces for the viewers to come and put their shoes today. Yeah, that's the entrance, and you walk through, and it's just pristine, and everything's the heating was on. Everything was where it's meant to be, looking exactly like the photos, not a thing out of place. So that's, that's how the you... classic show house, isn't it? Yeah, that's a classic mm-hmm. presentation about how it should be done. Um, I would say that that does set the standard. 
if you've got bikes as well, you know, store them somewhere, even if it means putting them outside. Don't I know you want to keep them inside possibly because maybe somebody's in a flat or something like that and it's the only place they can put them. But for just a short term, pop them out the back door somewhere uh, or put them somewhere where they're out of sight. I mean, definitely. Um, I, I, or I've seen somebody actually put bikes on a pulley in their hall. Do you know how you've got the like the pulleys like for you used to yeah. have for your washing? Yeah. Well, they've actually got a pulley system where the bike actually goes right to the top of the hall because the hall's that high, um, and then just stays out the way. Ideal, um, because they didn't have any space to put anything else. They don't have any outside space because they've only got an apartment. They don't have a garden, um, and they don't have any storage. So it's a classic way to do it. Um, so bikes on hanging rails. Anything else we can think about? Yeah, I think, you know, Jimmy skirted on uh, very briefly there, the heating. So yeah. uh, you don't want it like a sauna, but likewise, you don't want to be feeling like it's colder in the house than it is outside mm -hmm. either. So put some heating on. And also, if there are any sort of darker corners, slightly more somber rooms, put a mirror in and that yeah. will just bounce the light about a little bit more so it will seem brighter and more spacious. Mm -hmm. Bare bulbs is a big thing. Yeah, I would agree. And choose choose lampshades and fittings, complement your decor and stuff like that. You know, be, be careful of that um, as well. Um, get rid of your old LED bulbs. Well, there are no LEDs, are there? They were like they were like old fluorescent things that take fifteen years to heat up and get the light back into them. Um, so often, I used to have to arrive twenty minutes earlier to switch the lights on to get everything to heat up to the right temperature to get the right lighting in the room. Now, everybody says to me, um, "Why do you do that?" Even though it's daytime. Because at any point in time, the sun could disappear from the front window. And it actually it actually makes a noticeable difference sometimes to some rooms. And you don't actually see, um, you don't see it in its true light. Because often the light is coming in from the, the window anyway. So my advice is always make sure you have all the lights working. Uh, another one as well is if you've got one of these fancy lights and you've maybe got five or six bulbs in it, make sure they're all working. Uh, it, it, nothing, looks, nothing looks more, I don't look after my property, if you've got five lights in that and two of them aren't working, that that kind of that kind of says everything to some way. Uh, they don't realise it's coming across like that, but that is definitely that's a message. Is like I don't look after my property, but and it's just simple a simple thing like light bulbs, um, and it's coming back to probably the coming back to the car when you used to go out and see a car. They used to say for every one fault you can see you can see another you can't see another two in the car. Um, that's probably the same same mentality, and, and I, I think a lot of people still think like that. Yeah. So definitely that. Um, maybe is there anything else we want to cover about making viewers welcome? I'd probably just say um, like a, a doormat and, yeah. and clean floors. And clean floors. I would say that's because if people come in, most likely to take their shoes off as soon as they come in. First thing they're looking yeah. at is a doormat and the floors. Now, my best advice is um, yes, absolutely right. Now it's not it's it it won't come across as being rude or cheeky because some people actually look at it like that when people say, Could you take your shoes off? Um, but what it will come across like if you don't put the doormat in is if they they will take their shoes off because they feel uncomfortable about walking on your carpets in their shoes. Yes. So you've got a combination of things you can do here. Uh you can put a doormat in, but you can also have shoe covers uh, and ask your estate agents for them. Or you can easily buy them a, a set of shoe covers off Amazon for, for you know, £10 for maybe about 20 or 30 of them. Um, they're easily done, disposable shoe covers. You can use them over and over again two or three times. Um, and they'd be ideal um, because if you tell people to take their shoes off, then they have to take their shoes if they've got to go out the back door because then they yeah. have to go out into the garden. And that causes a problem. Also, when they hit tiled floors, the feet instantly go cold. If you've not got underfloor heating, and it gives them a bad vibe, so that's another thing I would suggest in terms of that. And if your front door opens straight into your living space, keep the area inside your door clear to avoid people walking straight into obstacles and feeling your home is too small. There's a few properties actually don't have vestibules in the and yeah. probably Centenary Court and Leiden's a classic example where you walk straight in the front door into the into the living room. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Right, let's talk about one of the most horrible things for me is smells and properties. You know, the smell and is associated with memory 
and the aroma of your home will go a long way to creating an impression that will always be remembered. What is the smells to avoid? I think I just spoke about the first one, which was shoes. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I would say for me personally, a, a slightly worse one than that would be cigarettes. Cigarette smell. You still get it. I mean, very rarely, because a lot of people are now conditioned to, to be outside smoking. So they go outside all the time. But there still is one or two people out there that insist. It's like, it's my house. I'll smoke here if I want. And yeah. every single time I say, look, you know, do not smoke in the house anymore because it puts a lot of people off. One of the properties I actually remember is Suck Up Road in Crail. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, do you remember that one? I mean, yeah, that was one like that. But every single person we came round, the first thing they thought of was smell of smoke. How am I going to get rid of that? It's probably going to be ingrained in everything. And then immediately all the bills started to rack up in their head about the painting, the decorating, the furniture, the carpets, the flooring, the kitchen, the, you know, everything, even the kitchen. They started, oh, I need to change the kitchen because the smell of the smoke. And I'm like, yeah. you could wash it down and paint it. Um, but then, you know, that's the message that came across every single time. And that property took a long time to sell purely because of that. So if you are thinking about selling, then start smoking out the back. Yeah. It's a small price to pay at this point in time to get the best price for your house and also get the best buyer with the best circumstances. Um, can we think of anything else that would put people off? Um, well, it may sound odd to somebody, but I know um, Andrea, who used to be with a company before she retired, she very... Um, didn't like much smell of like curries or sort of aromas like that. And when, yeah. I remember we had a property in Law Law Mill Gardens where they loved their home, loved their cooking, and especially like curries and all sorts of stuff. Um, and she she didn't like going there because of that. But for someone like me, I would have loved that going there. Well, you know, like that, but that's um, a hit or miss, isn't it? Because yeah. because if you go around hungry. And you smell food, you go, oh, that's brilliant. But yeah. you go around actually full up. It's like going to the supermarket. It's like you go around full up. It's like, I'm not really, it's a horrible smell. Um, so it just depends when it catches you. But you're right. I mean, curries is a big, big off-putting thing. And again, you've got that four four types of groups of people. Um, and, and and probably you're eliminating, you're, you're alienating straight away, maybe about 50% to even 75% of people just by strong smells that are in the in the area. Um, yeah. Probably fish is another classic example as well. People that have fish, um, it, it does go around the house. One of the things that, that goes around our house a lot is um, now and again is when cabbage. So we keep the kitchen door closed all the time. The smell of yeah. cabbage after you're cooking it um, and broccoli as well if you overcook it. Um, it just uh, it's it stinks. Um, so I think that's another as well. Um, what's the other one? The obvious one. I what think is the in obvious? our house it would be pets. Yeah. Yeah, we've got thing, a couple yes. of dogs, and once they've been out down by the sea, they come back. They're soaking wet, and wet dog fur really does not smell nice. So you just got to be a bit aware. Everyone who loves their animals seems to think that everyone else will love their animals too. It's just simply not true. And probably, probably if you're doing viewings as well, if you've if you've opted to do viewings yourself, then if you do have pets, put them somewhere where they'll no jump on anybody. Yeah, because it is a classic. I mean, I know you love your pet, and we love your pet as well. Because I love it. I mean, people say, "Oh God, I'm, I'm not wanting them to jump up on you." And I was like, "Oh, bring them in." It's like I want to see them, and it's like, I love dogs and cats yeah. and all the rest of it. I love meeting the pets, um, and that's just genuine because I like meeting them. And they're going about what about the hair on your on your jacket and your trousers and everything. I, I'm fine with that now because I've got something in my car that takes it off. But but to a viewer, it's a no-no. Definitely yeah. not. Um, so pets is a big thing as well. So um, next door neighbour, possibly? Yeah, they could be, um, especially if they've got disputes going on, especially if they've done what I would probably say extensions or something like that, which is they've not totally agreed with. Yeah. And, um, that could always... Or parking will probably be a big one if you don't have off-street parking. Who's parking outside their door or whatever? Um, that would probably be another big. Shared one. driveways is a big thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, to make sure that you've actually got a you've you've got um, some sort of defining moment. So you see, so when people immediately walk in, they realise uh, if it has got shared parking that there is, you know, it's theirs and it's yours. 
and it's all defined. Whereas if you've got a if you've got the next door neighbor's car lying across the shared parking or yeah. blocking the driveway, then immediately it goes into somebody's mind that there's going to be a problem here. Yeah, um, I had someone in Strathmiglo where they she was living in Aberdeen most of the time, um, but then they agreed that the next door neighbor was going to park their van outside her garage and I had to go and knock on the door and say, look, that can't, unfortunately, I'm really sorry, but that can't happen right now because I need to the, the viewers and the potential buyers to know that this parking is for this property. So you just need to be nice about it with it being, yeah. the, being a middle ground buffer. Well, I had a delivery van actually parked right in front of the driveway from in East Nuke. <laughs> And I was, like, I was like, oh, what am I meant to do with that? And and and, and he was, re I was really nice about it. And I went over and says, look, you know, I'm just about to do a viewing. Is there any chance? And he went, I no bother, pal. I'm 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 more than happy just to move uh, down the road, or or I'll just put I'll come round back round in the next fifteen minutes or something like that. I'm just I'll go and do the next place first. And um, so it worked perfectly for us um, in terms of that. So these are all things that you need to do and, and just I keep an eye on. Yeah, Jim, I think what you said there is quite important, though. I mean, uh, it. Your neighbours are are absolutely vital in this sales process because they can make it go well or they can make it go badly. And and I think there used to be an obligation to say if you had fallen yeah. out with your neighbour. Uh, I don't. Uh, so, um, yeah, just make sure that you have them on side. Before Classic example as well is your neighbour's garden because you don't mm. see it during the day because you've got a high enough fence. But when you go up to the upstairs bedroom and somebody looks out, what does it look like? Um, I think that's another thing to, to think about. Anyway, coming back to smells, more important than anything else, the air feels fresh. That is really a big thing. I would encourage the natural airflow by keeping all the interior doors open during the day while a, maybe a window locks slightly ajar will ensure a trickle of fresh air in. Um, remember to all you also um, baking fresh bread, roasting coffee beans are wonderfully ro or aromatic. And you might find there might be them a bit much to add to your morning routine. Um, and, and there's far less work and effort effective in a single vase of maybe freshly cut flowers um, from yeah. the forest, not not the pre not the not the petrol station. Um fill your home with seasonal fragrance as well. Classic examples is the maybe cinnamon at this time of year, maybe Christmas smells. Um, uh, cherries, or I don't know, whatever seasonal. Elaine gets it all the time. <laughs> she gets all these different things. Oh, right, okay, it's almost like Christmas because this this one's come back out now. Um, and all the scented candles, it makes a huge difference um, to everything. So you can get all these things from I think it's uh, what's the what's the candle company that does everything? The, the, the yeah, candle. Yankee. Ah, Yankee candles. I mean, you know, I I tell you what, they're pricey. But the, the aroma and the underlying smell is absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's really high quality, um, strong scent. So you just need to have it open for a wee time and the whole house gets filled with it. Um, remember as well, one of the most important scents is probably lavender for me. Lavender is, is key because most people are programmed um, from the fabric softener adverts. That lavender is immediately associated with fresh because that's what they do every single time when they show an advert. So think that's what, when you think about Febreze, look at what Febreze conditions into you every single time. Spraying the lavender or the Febreze around the room immediately uh, associates on the advert and in your mind, because they've programmed you like this, that as soon as you smell that smell, your house is fresh yeah. and it's clean and tidy. There's a natural association. It's clean and tidy, even with that smell. Even if it's no clean and tidy. <laughs> Put that one out. It's a conflict. I, I know, but but it's genuinely true. I use it a lot of times when I do viewings um, for rental property in the past. Yeah. I used to use it all the time. And also, when we used to do the, the asset management repossession properties as well, they used to put them at the back of all the doors. Just a simple peel, lavender um, gel packs. You put them at the back of the doors. You get them at home bargains, maybe about three or four of them for 75 pence, and they do the job wonderfully. Um, just hide them out of sight at the bottom of the radiators, behind the behind the curtains, or maybe behind the the door or something like that. And and it, they're ideal; they do the job perfectly as you walk in the door. They give you that instant hit and that instant smell as you walk in. Um, is there anything else that we could we could do in terms of the smells or anything like that? It, we could, you know, any top tips that anybody else has got. Um, 
No, I think um, you pretty much covered it all. I would say that the one that I like is the fresh baked bacon. Um, yeah. That's that's really um, a key thing for for me that I really think makes a difference when coming into a home. You could possibly, I mean, you could possibly even uh, nip down to the local supermarket and get these pre, you know, you, you bake them later on. So they're yeah. always pre-made. You stick them in the oven and you bake them. And it's a quick way to do it. And to get that, rather than actually, because, I mean, the first impression you get is, like, God, I'll be needing dough for the next 15, 20 minutes in order <laughs> to get this prepared and putting in the yeast and waiting for it to rise. And it's like, no, nip down to the supermarket, get the bread, stick it in the oven and, and get the aroma right throughout the house. Uh, the coffee beans, classic example, crush some coffee, put it in a cup, just put the, you know, pour hot water on it and, and let the aroma fill the room um, with, the, with the coffee scent as well. Uh, read diffusers again as i said candles scented back in the background ideal for the whole process um and just keep just in case of emergencies you never know um just in case of emergencies always keep an air freshener uh, just handy just in case there's a few times that i've actually had to reach for the air freshener <laughs> because you never know what could happen um Final words, guys, on this. What's your, you know, final words, final advice on what, what to do with this? this is, at the end of the day, this is all about love at first sight for the home, how to make your five home irresistible to buyers. What is the one thing that you would think of, Jimmy, that somebody could do? The one thing that I think what I would be doing most is important the, thing. Um, I would say the, the, oh, that's a hard one. So it all rolls into one. Yeah, but if you were to do one thing and you had a choice of one thing, what would it be? For me personally, I would say it would be the the external, the whole external of the house, the outside space in this current climate. Curb appeal. Yeah, curb appeal out the curb front. Curb appeal to everything. Alicia, what about yourself? Well, that having been said, doesn't matter whether you have fabulous furniture or not, make sure your house is clean and tidy. Yeah. And for me, it's got to be the smells. That's that's the thing for me. It's, it sells everything. It is, it's genuinely, as soon as you walk in the door, combined with the just the warmth. Uh, people can see, and, and it's like, I think you said it, Alicia, if your house is too hot, it makes people feel uncomfortable. So just to get your house at the right temperature, um, so they get that feeling when they walk in the door, they get that slight warmth as they hit in the door, they get hit with that diffuser smell of maybe cinnamon or vanilla or lavender or something like that, and then it all rolls in with a curb appeal and then also the clean and tidy, and wow, you, somebody's just found their dream home. It's happened, uh, and, and that's how to make it magic. Uh, any more advice, guys, um, please feel free to contact us direct on this post. More than happy to do that. Uh, people from multiple, multiple, form multiple first impressions when viewing your home. Each one works in harmony with the next. This is the key here. This is what we've just explained because everybody has a different opinion. Notice how Jimmy said curb appeal. Notice how you said clean and tidy. Notice how I said smell. So we are actually different types of people and different types of groups in terms of what we respond to. Um, and, and, and that's the key here. Um, so it takes a multitude of different things to line up in a row in order to make that one thing happen, to get that person to make that outstanding offer you cannot refuse and agree to the terms that you want them to agree to. And that is the entry date. That is the, the, that is the time that they'll have to wait for it. That is also the maybe the concluded missives immediately. That is maybe a refundable deposit, as, a non-refundable deposit taken as well. That's key here. And that's it, guys. Um, and everybody, have a happy new year um, because, you know, it's, it's, uh, hopefully everybody's recovered from last night and uh, and all the best for 2022. Um, bye-bye for now. Enjoy, guys. Happy Thank you. Bye.